You better get ready. The coffee's poured and the on-air sign's flashing. Broadcasting live and local, this is Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M. G'day, I'm Lee Faulkner, and thanks for joining us for the podcast version of our show where you get to catch up on some of the things you might have missed out on, listen to them again, and uh, hear our full unedited chats that uh, sometimes don't always make it onto the show. So this is a great place to come on the uh, Listener app. And uh, coming up in this edition, uh, we talk with local uh, travel agent Ben Apsey about uh, the easing of the restrictions for international travel, the cruise industry back up and running and just some of the things that you do need to know. Electricity prices have certainly been a bit of a problem. We caught up with one of our USQ experts to uh, find out why they're skyrocketing and some of the tips for you to uh, get around that. We'll have a bit of a laugh with You Can't Be Serious. And I also caught up with the CEO of Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce, Todd Rule. Uh, The uh, Chamber of Commerce with the Food Agri Network have uh, re-released their local guide about produce. Uh, both for where you can go and support those businesses, pubs, clubs, cafes and restaurants that are supporting local produce, but also where you can go to buy straight from the farm gate. And uh, he gave me all the details and we caught up with uh, Todd earlier this week. Yeah, Lee. Um, How um, timely was it that uh, we relaunched our local produce directory? I mean, I'm not sure, Lee, if you can get your um, lettuce on Macca's Burgers uh, anymore at the moment <laughs> no. because of the price. You're getting cabbage, uh, I believe. <laughs> um, there's a couple of little stories going around on TikTok I've seen. So, uh, but anyway, we launched uh, the local produce directory. Um, this is the uh, third year um, that we've launched it, but this year it's different in the sense that we've added a new section of where you can actually buy the produce. So, this allows the community uh, to just go online, grab the directory, and if they want to buy direct. From the producer, they can get online, know where to go, and then uh, go and buy it, which is a great little initiative, and hopefully it supports our local producers even further. Oh, absolutely. And, and as I mentioned, look, you know, a lot of these prices, more often than not, it's from the supply chain as opposed to the supplier. So more often than not, you know, people are going, oh, the farmers, they must be rolling it at $11 a lettuce, but you wouldn't mind betting that they're probably not seeing an extra cent. Yeah, well, that's right. So um, I couldn't agree with you more. So the more we can obviously supply, uh, purchase direct from the producer, yeah. the better for them, the better for our local economy, and, uh, you know, the multiply effect goes on. And this year's directory, like all the others, it deals with a broad range, broad rangely of um, goods from fruit and veg, meat and protein, dairy and eggs, herbs and specialty, olives, you know, oils, honeys, nuts chocolate, beverages, wine, so the list is on. And we should also remind uh, everyone that if you're not in this directory, don't worry, let us know. Uh, We update it all the time um, and we're happy to include you. And the thing I love about this one, you've got a a CBD section, Toowoomba CBD section, with highlights some of our local businesses that are providing local produce. Uh, So whether it's Encores or whether it's, say, you know, the Finch or Fat Burgers, whatever it might be, I think that is absolutely brilliant. And then there's the local produce directory itself. Uh, And uh, a call is out there for those providers, those farmers, uh, to make sure that you can get yourself uh, involved in that. I I think it's a wonderful initiative in anything where we're supporting the farmers. Farm gate is uh, is always brilliant. 
Oh, absolutely, and most uh, many of these people uh, in this directory are now members, either thanks to being on Dine Darling Downs, which is powered by the Toowoomba Chamber and run by the wonderful Kristen O'Brien, um, or they're members of the chamber. Um, and anyway, we'll give them a shout out, get them on board, because collectively, if we come together as a group in the local produce directory, all these people, we can have some collective power to make a difference. All right, well, check it out ToowoombaChamber.com.au. Just look for the Food and Agri Network section there and you can download those local directories and uh, start supporting locals and saving yourself a few dollars at the same time. Todd, that is a wonderful initiative and uh, thanks for uh, letting us know about it today. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure and we'll talk soon. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And if you've been around a while, you might well remember this campaign on Australian TV in the 1980s, encouraging us to stop throwing rubbish on the ground and instead use a bin. Rotten shot, pick it up. Do the right thing. Oh, thanks. Uh, what are you girls doing tonight? Yep, the concept was that the bin was talking to punters and creepily chatting up women to encourage us to do the right thing. We'll fast forward to 2022 and the Swedish city of Malmö is taking dirty talk to a whole new level in its latest effort to clean up the streets by installing talking garbage cans that dish out racy audio messages after being fed trash. Authorities are hoping for an increase in rubbish being deposited. Pedestrians that drop trash into one of the two bins in the city are rewarded with extremely positive feedback from a sultry female voice who offers a range of responses. Translated to, oh, right there, yes, come back soon and do that again, and mm, a bit more to the left next time obviously aimed at the Nationals party. While the seductive approach is a fresh tactic, trash cans with voices are not a new addition to Sweden's third largest city. In 2017, the city council bought 18 talking cans, though to date only two still speak. During the pandemic, they thanked depositors for adhering to social distancing regulations, but a new era calls for a new method. The sentences are part of the campaign's intention to get more people to talk about the dirtiest thing there is, littering. Meanwhile, here in Australia these days, you're more than likely to hear something like this after we've been fed a lot of rubbish. We bid adieu to Craig (laughs) Kelly. You cannot be serious! Well, you know the pain at the Bowser. We were talking about that before, but unfortunately it doesn't get much better when it get, you get home and you get that power bill. Uh, and it's probably not going to get any better anytime soon. Uh, I'm fortunate to be joined by Associate Professor Andreas Hedwig from uh, the USQ to uh, talk about exactly that. Uh, good morning to you, Andreas. Yes, good morning, Lee. Uh, obviously, it's another impost on us at the moment. The prices at the Bowser, the, the groceries, uh, everything is just going through the roof. And now our power prices as well during this very, very cold time when people have got heaters on and so forth. Recently, we had a power company saying, Queensland, you better start turning off your appliances because we're in uh, serious concern about going into blackouts and all of that. And it's got a lot of people going, OK, what, what, what's gone on? Why has this all of a sudden happened? So we're hoping you might be able to break it down for us a little bit. I, I guess the first bit is why are the prices all of a sudden skyrocketing to the level that they are? Well, it reflects actually what's going on at the bows as well. So with around about 20% of supply in, in uh, oil, coal, gas uh, being restricted now due to the uh, Ukraine-Russia conflict, 
Um, this also reflects in our spot prices for our uh, A-grade uh, steaming coal from Queensland and also from our LNG gas. So the global market has um, an undersupply, which means prices go up, and uh, consequently also our generators have to pay those prices for coal and, and gas as well. Okay. Now, that explains the prices. Why is it then that we're at the scenario where we're being told in, in winter, because this is normally a summer thing when we're trying to cool things down, uh, that uh, blackouts are, are on the cards? Well, at the moment, it's not so much blackouts, it's load shedding to keep the system stable. Okay. Um, so it's a bit different there. Um, it's really a protection mechanism that when demand exceeds generation capacity, that some load has to be shed. So, I mean, we don't want to end up like South Australia um, a year and a half or two years ago that they were without power for a day and a half for the whole state. So um, this is just a protective mechanism. Normally, they're short term during peak periods. And uh, as such, you know, we're trying to really keep um, things like hospitals and uh, aged care facilities online. Um, and it doesn't help people naturally who are in a blackout area. So uh, blackouts are a little bit different to uh, you know, complete power failure. All right. So what are some things that we could be looking at uh, to make sure that our electricity bill isn't such a shock when it arrives? Um, it's really at the moment, uh, you know, it's winter time. Make sure you don't have any drafts, etc. Um, this, you know, door stoppers and all that. Uh, do be careful, though, if you do have a fireplace or a combustion stove. You do need an air supply in for that, otherwise there'll be other problems in the house. Yes. Um, it's also, um, in some cases, uh, it might be, you know, uh, your dryers, your washing machines, your uh, dishwashers. Put them on or put a timer on them so they come on during the middle of the day as opposed to using them during peak periods. Okay. Um, these are all things that can help defer loads away from the peak periods where wholesale prices go way up um, due to uh, costly generation sources coming online. All right. So that, and I guess you could do that with things like your pool filters and all of those yep. things. Uh, you set those timers so they're coming on in the middle of the day as opposed to at peak times. Yes, and that's right. At the mm. moment, uh, if you have a look at the uh, fuel mix for Queensland's uh, power, uh, solar is just starting to rise. At the moment, we're on uh, 67% coal, 17% gas, 12% solar coming, and uh, 2% wind at the moment. So solar is just picking up. And during the middle of the day, particularly when it's a clear day, solar fills in um, the hours between 10 and 3 in the afternoon, normally in Queensland. And uh, this is the time where power prices, uh, wholesale power prices go down. Uh, retail prices, that's a different matter. Um, but, you know, these are things we can do. And it's the same at night time. You know, you're a cook. Uh, you can have a candle at dinner, et cetera, uh, turn yes. the lights off and a bit of entertainment. Uh, um, do something with a family that actually creates a memorable experience as opposed to, you know, being really scared the power's going to go off. Oh, fantastic. Well, I and then just constantly reminding my teenage kids uh, that uh, you don't need a four-hour shower and uh, <laughs> oh, geez, and you turn those damn lights off in your rooms when you leave the room. Your room doesn't need to be lit up when you're not there. Uh, anyway, that's all uh, all part of it. Uh, Associate Professor Andreas Helwig, thank you very much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it as always. No problems at all. Anytime, Lee. For you and your listeners, have a great day. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And Helen Keller once quipped, I cried when I had no shoes until I met a man with no feet. It's a rather extreme comparison that made me rethink my disappointment at not owning a jockstrap. But, but back to the shoes. One bloke in the UK was feeling the pinch of forever having to renew his footwear and came up with an ingenious solution. 
tattoo. The plan. No, not that tattoo. A shoe tattoo. Some bloke has got his favourite Nike sneakers tattoo onto his feet to save on buying new shoes. The cost-saving bloke enlisted the help of South African Dean Gunther to tackle his unique ask after the tattoo artist went viral for inking a realistic six-pack onto a man's stomach. Disappointingly, it was the set of muscles and not a half a dozen stubbies. But anyway, the 34-year-old who owns tattoo studio DG Tattoo Art in Manchester impressively drew the sneaker's design onto his client's feet freehand before making the drawing more permanent with his trusty tattoo pen and ink. Gunther said the design took around two hours to draw and another eight hours to ink onto both feet, which sounds painful on multiple levels. Gunther, who moved to the UK five years ago, said he wanted to create the illusion that the person is wearing shoes, even though he's barefoot. And from the pictures doing the rounds online, it will definitely make you look twice. However, I'm not sure it'll get you into a no-shoes-no-service establishment. For his part, the unnamed geezer reckons he's tired of paying for shoes, so he decided to get his favourite pair of Nikes permanently on his feet. He says it's a great conversation starter and his wife loves it. Sure she does. But no, at 30, you get a pair of trendy-looking Nikes tattooed on your feet, and by 70, they look like a pair of Grosby slippers that the dog has taken to. You cannot be serious! Well, you might be looking like many to escape the cold weather at the moment. Maybe it's just a uh, trip north Queensland style, or maybe you want to go to the northern hemisphere and get away from it totally. Well, there's uh, certainly uh, one place that can help you do that, Globetrotter Travel in uh, Toowoomba. And Ben Apsey is uh, joining me for breakfast from Globetrotters uh, this morning. Good morning to you, mate. Morning, Lee. How are you? Very well. Uh, Things must be just ticking along now with uh, all of our restrictions eased off from COVID and international travel cruises, all of those things back on the books, yeah? Oh, it's gone mental in the last couple of weeks. (laughs) Everyone everyone wants wants a holiday and they want to escape the cold, so... Oh, fantastic. Now, I mentioned maybe heading into the Northern Hemisphere, uh, an overseas holiday right now sounds like a great idea. Uh, just a couple of things, though, that people need to know about, and, and one of those might be if you need to update or if you've never had one, getting your passport. Yes. So um, I think the issue is a lot of people don't realise you only get about uh, six months leeway um, at the end of your passport validity. So once you hit that six-month mark, there's only one country you can go to, and that's New Zealand, and you've got until the three-month mark to, to have the renewal done. So you're better off, as soon as you hit that six-month mark of it being expired, go and get it renewed. Yes, you're going to lose six months, but you could be waiting 12 weeks at this stage just to get it. And, um, look, I've just come back from a trip to the Northern Hemisphere, I must say. I'm horribly surprised at how cold it was on return. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, it, you know, the Northern Hemisphere, they're virtually back to normal. There's a couple of COVID rules, um, and they vary from country to country, but they're all very, very similar. And it's stuff like wear, pub, um, wear masks on public transport and on planes. That's pretty much all that's left. So. That's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, and, of course, something that you and I spoke about a lot uh, during the time was, was cruising, uh, and that was the one we were concerned may never get back off uh, off and running again. Uh, but that's not the case, and, and it seems people are keen for a cruise. Uh, absolutely mental. We So on return from Italy, I sat down and Dad said, Ben, you've got a list of people that want to book cruises. Um, and I couldn't have been happier, to be honest. It's just been at least one a day for two weeks. It's been really, really good. 
And are there any restrictions if you're leaving uh, the Australian waters on a cruise that, that are different to how it used to be, or is it pretty much as it as it was? As it, as it, as it was, you've got to test a negative to get on the ship. Okay. Um, you're, you're expected to wear masks on board where you can't social distance. Yep. Um, and if it does go into an international port, so not, not um, say, like the Queensland ones where it stops off at Willis Island, that's technically a domestic cruise, um, even though it does go into international waters because you're not getting off, you don't have to go through immigration, that yes. sort of stuff. But if you're going to somewhere like New Zealand um, or Fiji or Vanuatu, New Caledonia, those sort of places, you do have to have a valid passport. All right. Well, wherever you are heading, it's always best to get the advice from the experts and help them to book your next trip, whether you're mad and you're going into the snow uh, over the next couple of months. And boy, oh boy, the snowfields are having their best start to the season in six or seven decades. So whether you're heading away from the cold, uh, go and see your local travel agent Globe, try to travel here in Toowoomba. Ben, as always, mate, thank you for your travel advice. We really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on, Lee.